And welcome back to Amazon Women on the Moon, segment by segment, uh, where we cover the film Amazon Women on the Moon, segment by segment. Well, there you go. It's right, it's right there in the title. It's uh, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a returning host. I'm Sean German from Next Scene Pod. And with us once again, it's for all the way from Jane Silent Bob Minute. It's Jeff Ferry and Chris Durkacz. Welcome, gentlemen. And I use that term very loosely. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, it's yeah. Listen, we got some big stars in this minute. Yeah, yeah. So we've got or this this little section, this segment. Yeah. This this is we got quite a segment lined up for us tonight. The the title of this segment is Video Date. It's very exciting. Before we get into it, I want to talk about so this particular segment was directed by John Landis, who I'm sure we all we all know from uh, from Into the Night and uh, the Twilight Zone movie, and uh, I think he uh, directed some other things as well. I'm not sure, um, but he also directed um, a earlier film, Kentucky Fried Movie, from 1977. Yes, that's the one I, I, yeah, that's the one I told Chris mm-hmm. to watch. That's like the, almost the companion piece to this. Most people would say that's a better movie than this. I think. So that's where I was going. I was I, I was going to ask, like, what if you've you've seen them both? Like, Chris, I know you just saw this, you know, uh, Amazon Women for the first time recently. Yeah. If you've seen Kentucky Fried Movie, like, what's your comparison? Which one do you prefer, or do you have a, a you know preference between the two? To me, I preferred Amazon Women on the Moon. I also saw that when I was younger. I had seen it multiple times. I didn't see Kentucky Fried Movie until I was probably in my thirties. And by then, I was just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. But like the other one, they had the nostalgia filter all over it. So it's a little difficult to make an honest comparison. Yeah, I think I, th- that sounds uh, – I'm in a similar situation. I definitely prefer Amazon Women on the Moon. But I saw this – you know, I saw this. I was a teenager, kind of close to when it came out. I was more in the mindset of the kind of the funny things this film was doing. And then – um, I don't know if I was 30, maybe just like late 20s when I later saw Kentucky Fried Movie. And um, I didn't think it, it was as good. And one of the things that bothered me about that or I didn't like is um, so this is built around kind of a, a, a TV showing of a film called Amazon Women on the Moon. But those segments are broken up like that's a big chunk of this or probably the, the biggest chunk. But it's you know, it's all broken up. Whereas in Kentucky Fried Movie, there's that long kung fu film. There's that long says the um with the the fistful of yen, which is just one solid yeah. chunk right in the middle. It's like a half hour. Which at that point I'm like, well, if I just wanted to watch a kung fu film, I'd watch a kung fu film. Like, why are you showing me this other film in the middle of your film? Like that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um. But it also surprised me when one one of the things uh, when I was younger, I didn't look at credits, and I certainly didn't look at like who was producing a film, who was directing a film. So I always thought like there was it was like a rivalry, like among my friends, like either you were a Kentucky Fried Movie fan or you were an Amazon Women on the Moon fan, and like they were two separate camps, like Star Wars and Star Trek. And then later I find out it's like well, no, John Landis kind of did both. And I mean the. The different sections of this are, are have different directors, but this is basically a sequel to Kentucky Fried Movie. And I was like, oh, that, that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it's a, a spiritual sequel, if nothing else. It's kind of the yeah. same. It's almost like um, 
it'd be like the when the Zucker brothers or the uh, the Zaz yeah. guys did something. It's it's the next thing, but like yeah, like yeah, Naked Gun and Airplane are made by the same group of people, basically. Yeah. So yeah, they're not sequels, but like you can definitely sense that it's made by the same. Well, people. they did the same thing. It's like okay, instead of you know we'll do Airplane, but it's they're police instead of you know on an airplane, yeah. and this is kind of like so Kentucky Fried Movie was like send like a bunch of clips of movies where this is more t- like this is a doing to television what that did to films and even the amazon women on the moon bit which is a film but it's it's a tv film like it's a film you know it's a movie but it's being shown on tv and that's what they're you know it's to send up how the films get cut and you've got commercial interruptions and all those other stuff so it's like yeah kentucky fried movie but for tv um just yeah. just think of all the things we just talked about and how out of date they all are. We're talking about commercial interruptions. This guy standing in a video store. Like everybody watching under 25 is like, I have what, no what idea is... what's going on here. It'd be like if if I was watching somebody walk into a honky tonk to listen to the radio in 1930. Like, I don't understand what this is. I got to cut you off here. But what we got to say, Chris, did you, did you look up or recognize the actor that it starts with? No, I did not. Yeah, you come here. Guy that's in the video store. You didn't recognize him at all. I heard you say it. Can you believe I have no. to work with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like when I don't know stuff because it makes Jeff angry, so that's good. <sighs> it's like you didn't recognize him from any you didn't, nothing. This, this guy's in two of the most famous movies ever. Well, at least one really famous and one famous. Let's see, maybe, maybe, let me give you a hint. Da, 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 da. That ring any bells? Here's the Lost Ark. No. <laughs> oh my god. Well, okay. What an unprofessional bastard <laughs> no. I work with. I got it. It's Superman. <laughs> it's 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 yeah, this is Jimmy Olsen yeah, from like Superman. Well, and wasn't he also in Supergirl? Listen, I saw Superman yes, the last was. Time, fifteen years ago, probably. I don't remember okay. what this guy right. looks like from Superman. When's the, when's the last time you saw Back to the Future, you jerk? Well, who is he in Back to the Future? <laughs> He's the brother. He's not a main character. Who cares? He's the, yeah, the he's the guy who's disappearing in the film. Yeah, he's in that picture disappearing. Yeah, yeah, he disappeared. I see. Come on, Chris. Picture. He always wears a suit to the office. Well, then he was in. uh, He was in Justice League as well. Well, I I didn't see Justice League. Well, I've seen it, but not and watch it. You. It's like seventy two. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about this, but that movie's like fourteen hours long. I don't go past. Yeah. But now I do like... realize it's Jimmy Olsen. Still don't okay. know him from Back to the Future. No, you're right. Okay. Yeah? Saturday night. Okay. Do you recognize the guy? And this, uh, I'll be a little bit more forgiving if you don't, but do you recognize the clerk, the guy who's working in the video store? Honestly, the clerk looks more familiar to me than the, than the guy who's shopping in the, in the video store. I do not. I recognize Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I recognize so, that this yeah. that this is the set from the movie uh, in Clerks from the video store in Clerks. <laughs> oh, you think you think they went to Big yeah, Choice Video? It looks like Big Choice Video. <laughs> we spent like three minutes when we did Clerks in this exact set right here, just just where the clerk is. There you go. So this should be very comfortable. You a guy standing behind a counter. Yeah, Although this guy good. actually rents out videotapes. I don't know if uh, if Randall, we actually see him actually rent anything. He doesn't just give customers a hard time. He actually rents things out. Yeah. This guy's actually helpful. 
<laughs> well, maybe we'll see. Um, so yeah, so this our video clerk here is played by uh, director Russ Myers. Yeah, ain't got a date. Uh, famous Russ Myers, who's kind of known for, um, I guess, a certain quality of film. Uh, some of his, some of the yeah. titles, <laughs> certain, a certain type of film. For and sure. uh, well, he had a certain, um, let's see, attribute that he looked for in his actresses. Uh, so some of his titles were uh, Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, uh, Vixen. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of entries here for um, I Do Declare, which is Niall McGowan's podcast where he covers films that have exclamation points in the titles. Um, you've got Good Morning and Goodbye. You've got Finders Keepers, Lovers Weepers, uh, Vixen with an exclamation point, Cherry, Harry, and Raquel. Uh, with an exclamation point there. So um, some fine entries, but yeah. Uh, Russ, uh, Mr. Myers was known for uh, casting um, uh, actresses that had, a, a, I guess, a certain uh, presentation, a certain quality in their appearance. So, the way I once heard it explained was Roger Corman did B movies and Russ Meyer did there, double D movies. There you go. <laughs> That's a good explanation right there. There you go. I wasn't sure quite how to put it, but uh, that puts it better than uh, than I ever could. Listen, I don't even know, aside from being in actual pornography today, this is, again, this is a genre that could not exist. Like, oh, yeah, that's the producer that just makes um, films with large-breasted women. They're like, what? Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, that can't be your business model. Again, if it's a... If it's an internet show or it's a whatever, like a very, you know, almost like a fetishy type mm -hmm. thing, yeah. That, if it's truly on like the pornography side, you could do it. But his movies weren't pornography; they were like not regular movies, but they were more like hypersexualized yeah. movies. It's weird. It's like that genre of film is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no in between. It's either pornography or regular movies, or you know, regular shows that have like. You know, let's say like Game of Thrones, Bridgerton level sex. In yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Even stuff like um... oh, now I'm blanking. Oh, I have to edit this. <laughs> um, like Sharon Stone films, What's like yeah, Basic Instinct and stuff like that. Like erotic thrillers, um, just aren't as erotic as they they used to be. Because yeah, if you want erotic, you can get you can go right to the tap. You can get the hard stuff. Right. Um, but like it's it's not even if you put lined up those type of movies like your basic instincts, even like Showgirls, which mm -hmm. is trash, and you put it up against them. Like if you watch something like a Russ Meyer movie, like they make no bones about it what those movies are going to yeah. be about. Like it's again, it's camera angles that you could never in a million years get away with now. Of just like oh, here's like a forty five second shot down somebody's cleavage. <laughs> like you'd be like, what? Like you shoot for two days and you get shut down. They'd be like, oh, what are you doing? You can't do this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Again, unless you were shooting for pornography or like your own crazy, like again, it would be like a you know a very unique, not YouTube channel, but like a your own channel, <laughs> right? Yeah, your your OnlyFans. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Russ Meyer did films that you know got uh, mainstream regular theater releases, but he certainly had a yeah certain viewpoint, and there was no. No pretending, <laughs> no no beating around the bush, as it were, about, you know, when you went to a Russ Meyer film, you were there to see, well, I was going to say you were there to see two things, but um, more accurately, you were there to see two things. 
<laughs> it's one of those he but he was one of those directors where like there are certain directors who are like tied to a certain mm-hmm. thing if you said you were going to see a roger corman movie you knew what you were in for like almost like a, i mean to throw him in with these other big names like if you say you're going to see a steven spielberg movie you probably know kind of what you're mm-hmm. in for you know it's a certain type of film if you go to see like a who like a wes, wes anderson, anderson movie, yeah like it's a totally different genre, but like you know what you're in for. If somebody was like, "I'm going to see a Russ Meyer movie," you're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know what you're going for. Yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, so our our video clerk, does he have a name? I think he's just video clerk or salesman, as he credited. Uh, calls over Ray, uh, over, says, uh, "You know, Saturday night ain't got a date." What's your name, kid? Ray. Uh, so the salesman goes over to a wall of videotapes. Um, kids, ask your ask your grandparents. But uh, pulls up a <laughs> tape labeled Ray that Ray brings home and watches. Now this this thing that this is like really prescient in terms of customized, you know, in terms of virtual reality and kind of customized experience. Like this is it's amazing because like this I don't think this is. This isn't something that's actually would have been around in in eighty. I don't think any video store is going to have the room where like we've got a tape for every possible name and someone made no. a different film for for everyone. Yeah. Whereas like these days they could do this. You could have something like this where you just fill in your name and they kind of you know kind of deep fake it into uh, into uh, you know a virtual reality. Or they do it like um. Or they uh. Do you ever see when they do like the Santa Claus things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can have like a, a customized Santa Claus yeah, thing. Yeah. But the Santa Claus will have a huge beard over his face, so you can't see his mouth moving, so they can just throw in any names they want to. <laughs> what, what They'll be like, Well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, Sean. And it sounds like it's all together yeah. because they did record it that way, but they just recorded a thousand right. names that way. And my daughter was younger, we bought her a Sesame Street CD. Her name's Kylie. And um you had it customized with a name. Well, they had the C D and the C D was singing, and then the name would come on and it was a different voice. <laughs> like oh that's Elmo singing and all of a sudden it goes Kylie and it's like that's not Elmo Who the hell said that? <laughs> so that's what it would be if they did it on VHS it would be Ray how you doing <laughs> I realize this is not like a major contention in this movie or whatever but like is anyone bothered by the fact that there's two Ray tapes and there's no two of anybody else oh well I didn't even notice I there's two I did notice there were two Rays I didn't Go through to see if there are two of anyone else's. I did wonder about that. Is there just, yeah? Is there two copies of the same one, or are there two different videos? That's for the sequel. In case they ever came back, they were that, that was the second rate. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it when we're done. If the other one <laughs> in the other, we'll talk at the very end about what we think could happen in the other one. What other person might have busted in instead of the in one case it survives? Well, so I wonder. Like, so does that? You think like does the other Ray tape have a happy ending, and this is the unhappy ending? I think that's what Jeff was shooting. Or maybe for. this is very maybe it's very progressive. Maybe the other Ray one is uh the homosexual video. There you or go. maybe not so like they they were way ahead of the curve. <laughs> maybe another female shows up and uh also wants to talk yeah. to Ray. <laughs> He's like, You're you're not ready for that one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Try this one that. first. <laughs> you have to you have to work your way up. That's the advanced. <laughs> yeah. So Ray yeah, Ray takes this video home and there's a um hey, a beautiful woman. You must be Ray. I'm Sherry. With attributes, that's uh, speaking right out of the screen at Ray. Um, Her name is Sherry, and she's played by um, 
Well, she's credited as Corrine Wall. I see. Um, also turns up if you look at like Wikipedia and around the web. Uh, also shows up as Corrine Alfin. Um, I heard you were good looking. But I had no idea. Whatever her name is, she was also a penthouse pet, <laughs> penthouse pet of the month for June 1978. Again in August of 81, and was actually the penthouse pet of the year. Um, I'm not sure how it works. So she was actually she's named penthouse pet of the year in November in the November issue from 1982. So I don't know if that makes her the penthouse pet for 82, or if it's like you get named in the beginning of the year going forward, where she was the penthouse pet for 83. I don't know somewhere. What you said she was penthouse pet of the month in 81. Yeah, maybe they pick one of the penthouse pets of each month to be the one for the whole year. You think? Uh, okay, I'll defer to the expert. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how the playoffs work in penthouse. Like, uh, I'm not sure if there's a certain amount of wild card teams to get in there. Like or... Fight each other. Yeah, I'm not sure how the how the seating works in that. If there's a home field advantage, I yeah, I just know what I could look up on Wikipedia. Yeah. You know who I think she looks like? She looks like Miss Elizabeth. Yes. Know. Yeah. yeah. And she's just got a little bit bigger I, attributes than Miss Elizabeth, but yeah. Well, I mean, until the end, until she like started uh, that last like, year true. or two where they were pumping up. They were pumping up a little bit. Well, I think the, the, the dress helps too, like that the the, the shiny sequined gown that she's wearing is something I could see. And the and the big eighties hair. Um you kinda okay, see Miss um, Elizabeth in that look. I'm amazed nobody's mentioned. It's it. funny because yeah, if Yeah, well, this is when it, before we get into like where it starts getting real crazy. This segment I could definitely tell was a John Landis thing by what happens later. Because <laughs> this is the crazy kind of crazy crap that happens in movies that he does. Right. Like if you've ever seen American Werewolf in London, this is the kind of stuff that goes down in that too. It's like the same kind of thing. It's where it's like everything is like ten percent off from reality. <laughs> yeah. Like even even him watching it's kind of like a little weird. Like the guy at the video store is a little weird. Everybody's just a little bit off. It's not. It's not outside of reality, but everything's just like so heightened where you're like, what? So when the crazy stuff starts happening later, you just like accept it. You're like, oh, all right, <laughs> I guess that's what yeah. happens. But did you yeah, notice can... when he sits when he sits down to start watching the movie, the the I think they're Atari video games next to the television set. <laughs> you see yep. uh, I boom, did, yeah. Starmaster, Stampede, and I can't see that middle one. I think it's River Raid. River Raid, maybe. Is I remember Kaboom. Point, yeah. That's the only one I can remember out of the four of them. I remember Kaboom. Yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think the same thing. I think Kaboom's the only one of those four that I've actually played. It's interesting. Yeah. They're all, those are all Activision titles. Is that uh, Activision? For, yeah, the, yeah, Activision, but for the Atari 2600. Well, so, I remember uh, Kaboom, you had the little thing, and you had to slide it back and forth to catch the bombs, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Which would have been out of date, because I think 87, like NES would have been out by this point. NES was out by yeah, 87, yeah. yeah. The TV looks awful old, too. Maybe they're playing for, like, an older... I don't think I've ever seen a TV that looks like that. <laughs> See how I've it, seen like, many TVs. sunken yeah. in? This one's sunken in, though. It's strange looking. That is, yeah, the kind of the way that the it's, like, framed around yeah. the, the image. So I wonder if it's... I, I wonder if he's... Like, the image we see isn't an actual TV image. If that's, like, super... If it's, like, a... a a film trick. I know. I know if it be wouldn't be CGI uh, at this point, but if it's like, well, I mean, yeah. I know you can't actually film a TV. It, it'll look weird, especially the old yeah. CRTs, because yeah, you can see the line. You can see the the lines in it. Okay, so that's what it is, and they're probably just 
kind of crazy film trick. But uh, I do like when she's like, he's so into it when she's like, hey, can you unzip me? He starts reaching forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's virtual it. reality. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, you, you talk about, like, kind of, you know, a John Landis film being just a little bit off from reality and it kind of sucks you in and then it gets crazy. And it kind of, it does that to Ray, where it kind of... Yeah. As you can see, I made dinner. Mm, but I'm not hungry just yet. The food. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it starts, you know, kind of starts normal, and then it just, the crazy just starts ramping up slowly as it sucks him in. Yeah, he kind of gets, you know, he gets on his knees, he leans towards the screen, he's like, go and unzip, which, hey, you know, if this woman asked me to unzip her dress, I'm, yeah... Help me with my zipper, Ray. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> um, and then I would quickly re remind myself that I'm happily married and have no interest at all, but I might get sucked into <laughs> for, for just the briefest of moments. God, you're such a hunk, Ray. But yeah, so this kind of like, uh, you know, virtual reality before... I mean, I guess they had the idea of virtual reality, but they didn't have the... Certainly didn't have the technology we have today. Um, yeah, and we can kind of see him leaning in, like his face getting real close to that screen. <laughs> that can't be good for his yeah, eyesight. Dangerously, dangerously close to that screen. <laughs> He's going to shock himself. <laughs> Back it up. I want you. And I want you now. Get over And she's feeding him compliments that she's naked. He's doing like the – they picked a good character. It's obvious why he was like Jimmy Olsen and characters like that because he's got like that all shucks look to him. And she says stuff to him and he's like, oh, you know, he's like turning his head like yeah. – oh. <laughs> Which yeah, he's, he's, she's playing it up a little bit much. You know, God, you're such a hunk, Ray. It's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> – which is, which is great because she's saying all this great stuff about him now. I'm waiting, Ray. Which just makes it all the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, he's, you're such a stud and you're the best. And he's just like, yeah, he's really good. But I, they do a very similar thing here that they did to a much earlier segment that we did um, where it cuts to her on the screen and she's just in the throes of passion. Mm -hmm. And you see her and then slowly his face comes into screen. <laughs> just like, hello, I'm getting closer. Um, oh. Is this the beginning of the point of view porn too? Because like I don't think that was around back then either. Oh, I'm gonna assume it was because I'm assuming even back then there was probably stuff like yeah, that. Probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna admit to being terribly familiar with <laughs> with 1980s porn, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think this. You, you, that's a good point. You're kind of like the the POV shot. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that there yeah. wasn't. There had to be, right? I want you to make wild, violent. There you go. All those, all those Gonzo uh, porn makers, porn, uh, you know, producers should be paying. Uh, hope they're yeah, they're they're paying we're... residuals to uh, to John Landis here for inventing it. I love his uh, the way he starts moving around when she's when it flashes just to his full face. Mm -hmm. He makes like a he shakes around a little bit. Yeah. Well, he imagine <laughs> imagine shooting this this day. When he's shooting this, there's nothing on that right, screen. Right. right. So, like, he just has to make all these goofy-ass <laughs> yeah, faces at nothing. He is pretty good. And I think we had that lamp when I was a kid in the background, too. <laughs> weird one you could turn so you yeah. can move it around. Yeah. It's bringing back memories for you. So, flashback. <laughs> um, I might have that in my house right now. <laughs> really? In the garage next to your E.T. Atari games, Jeff? Yeah, well, I have those out in the garage, yeah. yeah. 
So is that what he like this actor looks like? Because yeah, he, he's he's looking at a blank screen, like he's not actually seeing this video. Like they may not even have, I, I didn't look too deep into it, but it's possible where they didn't even have the video, you know, mixed. Yeah, because you don't know what got shot. Yeah, this this may not even been shot yet, or they may have shot it six months they ago. They may, you know, th- they would have at least an idea, but they, you know, what do you think? Like the direction would be like, you know, pretend you're having sex with a woman on the screen, <laughs> and that's what and that's what we get. That's like, what he does. But, but they they're very careful to be like, it never seems like he's like pleasuring himself. Like he's into it, but like. They don't get too gross where you're like, ah, oh, come right. on. Like, I don't want to see <laughs> well, he that. He didn't get to it yet, I don't think, and it gets ruined. That's what I think happens. No, I think he's still in shock <laughs> of what happened. It all happened so quickly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thankfully, they keep the um, they keep the camera like just on his head and shoulders. Like, we don't see what's going on <laughs> down below. Uh, That's the yeah. way I like and it. And then suddenly... You dirty slut. Frankie! Frankie busts in. We've got... Uh, as oh played God, by Andrew yeah. Recognize Dice him. <laughs> Recognize him right away. Oh, it's yeah. the Dice Man. <laughs> what are you doing here? I thought you were out of town. Yeah. That's what I wanted you to think. And then it... <laughs> like, making making no bones in the fact that he's just flat out playing Andrew Dice Clay. You basically. dirty slut. <laughs> as soon as he walks in. <laughs> yeah. What do you... Uh... He like it was like. Well, your cheating days are over, street meat. <laughs> like street yeah. meat. The best is though, he comes in and you're just like, all right, so this is the turn that this is yeah. taken. But then he starts yelling at Ray. I expected a little more from you, Ray. <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. Then she, yeah. Then she starts in on him. Like. You think I care about a loser like Ray? <laughs> like, how about you, yeah, she really goes after Ray. And she's, she gets nasty fast, too. <laughs> we got to think, like, this was kind of all her idea. Like, she must have invited Ray over. Because, like, he shows up and, he, and, and she's like, oh, I, you know, I cook dinner, even though she's not hungry, you know, for food anyway. But, like, I get the impression, like, she invited Ray over and then she, yeah, turns awfully quick. <laughs> well, she says she did it to well, her thing. so. Andrew Dice Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about, like, especially this segment and Landis in general, stuff is happening fast fast enough where, like, you can't logically process what's going on. You're sitting here still trying to figure out, like, how did I get in this situation? <laughs> like, 10 seconds ago, there's a naked woman writhing on the bed. All of a sudden, now, a maniac has broken in with a gun. I'm being yelled at. Like, I just read a video. What <laughs> this happened? is crazy now. This is <laughs> and completely lost it. We're, and at this point, we're only 40 seconds from the end of the segment, and it's not going to get any better for our old friend Ray. <laughs> yeah, so then... Frankie pulls out a gun. Frankie, what are you doing with that gun? I'm going to teach you and this little know-nothing wimp a lesson. That's what I'm doing with the gun. <laughs> and then it just, <laughs> it goes downhill. And he's going to, he, he, uh, what's her name again? Oh, he, he su- shoots Sherry. Your history, Sherry. <laughs> says, you're going to have to live with that. And you're going to have to live with this yeah. too. Well, you're going to have to live with that guilt for the rest of your life. And you know what else, Ray? And shoots himself. You're going to have to live with this, too. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? And it's just the best art. And the gunshots are the most canned oh, yeah. film gunshots ever. They're loud, too. It's, eh. But yeah, you can hear. They like they have the echo of the sound studio or the shooting range where they were recorded. Yeah. You satisfied, Ray? <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's yeah, it's 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 dice being the dice man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I have a couple questions about that. So going back to when we talked about the Ray video mm-hmm. earlier, do you think there's a different version of this? And in 1987, who would be another person that would be funny to burst into the room <laughs> instead of dice? Instead of dice. Steve, like, you're thinking of that level. Like they're famous, but they're not like so famous you couldn't get them for this show. Yeah, I don't know, like Steve Gutenberg. Though he might have been too famous at that point. Yeah. Isn't he in this? Is he in this? Isn't he already in this movie? He? he could. I think he is. He could be. I'm pretty sure he's in this movie. Yeah. Who, like uh, John Candy, maybe? Well, but it's got to be somebody that's that's what I'm saying. It's got to be like the reason why dice works because yeah, he's not because you do think he's half yeah, a maniac. Yeah. I don't know if anyone like I can think of people like who were who were acting, but maybe not super famous who could do this. But like dice has got that extra thing of like who could play who can be like a character. And obviously you wouldn't be exactly dice, but kind of be the jilted lover, you know, the, the jealous boyfriend that breaks in and kind of goes crazy. I don't know anyone that kind of really goes crazy the way Dice does. I mean, maybe um, like Bobcat Goldthwait busts oh, in and just kind of goes full goes full <laughs> yeah. Bobcat on him. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, if you don't have a Bobcat Goldthwait. So, like, if you're gonna go with that, a comedian who has a persona, so like, would it be Larry the Cable Guy these days? <laughs> That's a different spin on it, isn't it? Yeah. Comes oh, in with a shotgun. Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I did, and then he. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who. That's something for the that's something for the audience to there mull over. Who would it be in 1987, and who would it be who would today? It be today it would come like if you were going to make this. So this is your celebrity cameo. So you're going with a mid level celebrity cameo. Like who's that for you? Like these days, like who you're like, oh, who do I want to come into this scene? Like, who would people be like, oh my god? Like seriously, <laughs> the reason it works for Dice is because that's the only character he plays. So as soon as he walks in, you know what he's going to do. Yeah, he he yeah. does the Dice. Yeah. yeah, it's the dice man. Who's that guy? The SNL guy? Oh, so, Pete, Pete Davidson. Someone who's just kind of like a, like a just, someone... just a wild card, like Pete Davidson busting in for like you know think of like comedians today. You have, or you have somebody that's like in the, you go instead of going comedian, you go someone who's like deadly serious. Like you have a uh, oh god, who was the guy that was in um like uh, uh I can't remember his name. He was in. Like my left foot, he's in Lincoln. Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> and you're like, why is he in this? It's like you shouldn't be in this movie. Yeah. Well, if I will say this before, I know we've only got like a little bit left here at the end of the segment. This is Amazon Women on the Moon. Is like this is a difficult thing to pull off to do something like this where you have segments mm-hmm. of stuff. This is it being done pretty well. Um, if you want to see it done poorly, look up the movie Forty Three. Yes. It's called Movie 43. I think it's called Movie 43. Movie 43, right? yeah. Like the... It has big name – there's big name talent in it, and you will see this exact same premise basically done horribly. Really? Thank you. I mean there's famous – like Hugh Jackman's in that. Like there's a bunch of famous people in it, and it is a hot I mess. I think I've seen a clip from that. Somebody sent me a yeah. YouTube clip from that or something with Hugh Jackman. Doesn't he have like a, that... a on his nose or something? Yeah. yeah something like that. I but it's – yeah. Oh man, thank you. Because so many people, I've heard so many people say that's a good film, and I'm like, no, no, it's no, not. It isn't. But yeah, the name. I mean, it's got Emma Stone, Richard Gere, Kate Winslet. 
uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman, Seth MacFarlane, like it, they, and I guess the premise, they, they probably just like one of the producers of that must have been like an agent for all these actors. And it's like, okay, we only need you for an hour because you're just doing, you know, it's really yeah. short segments. Like, I think, yeah, here's the yeah. thing think about how bad that movie is yeah. and the quality of your actors. Mm-hmm. So, like, your actors are elevating that material yeah. to just get it to be but garbage. It could have been much worse. Like, imagine how bad that is on the yeah, page. Right. Now, speaking of things that are on the page, that's where uh, Dice's brains are after he shoots himself. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the cops then, bust in. Oh, then we go full John. <laughs> yeah, we go full John Landis right here, where the cops bust in. Freeze! You have the right to remain silent. If you give up the right to remain silent, anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to speak with him. And then they're in his yeah. room. The cop shell freeze on the TV and he puts his hands up. And, I'm like, and he puts his hand up. <laughs> well, and then like, so the, the one cop, the uh, the main cop kind of like does the head nod and his two partners then come out of the set. <laughs> and yeah, and they, they cuff him. They put the cuffs on. They got the cuffs on, yeah. What did he um, even do? Then they hold him down. They hold him down. So he's now like face to face with the cop <laughs> on TV and reading him his TV. rights. <laughs> uh i just want to mention so the, the 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 one cop i don't have anything on like any of these any of the like the bit parts the supporting actors whatever um but the the guy who has the lines the speaking cop uh william puff puff p-u-g-h i'm not sure how it's pronounced um he's you know he's got a resume he's like a real actor he's done a bunch of stuff uh but i especially want to mention uh cb4 he was trust us in a <laughs> In CB4, that movie is you know? so long. I forgot about oh, that movie. That's a great film. That holds up. I think that holds <laughs> that up really like well. Try to watch again. Yeah, I haven't seen it in so long. <laughs> I saw it in the movie theaters actually. When yeah. That came out. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that in yeah, twenty five years. Like, that's a good Chris so Rock film. I would say, yeah. And if, the listeners, if you haven't, if you haven't seen CB4, if you haven't seen it in uh, in twenty or thirty years, yeah, yeah check it out. Chris Rock, Phil Hartman, watching that one, Charlie Murphy. But so that, yeah, just bleeding the bleeding the lines between fantasy and reality. Somehow these cops jump out from from the set and, uh, yeah, arrest our Ray here. You read him his rights. They take him away, which I'm like, what? What did Ray do? What did he do? Yeah. He's kind of the victim in all this. (laughs) I feel like now imagine if all that had happened for real. You're having, you're sleeping, you're having an affair with mm-hmm. a woman. Her husband comes in and shoots her and himself. I'm pretty sure the cops don't arrest you when they show up. <laughs> well, in this case, where's the body? <laughs> All he needs to do is rewind, just rewind <laughs> the tape, and she's alive again. <laughs> this is one of the one of the pluses of doing a show like this. Of just like you just did a four minute segment, it ends with him getting cuffed, and boom, it's done, it's out. And by the time any can, anybody can start to wonder, like, what the hell just happened? It's like, it's yeah, over. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, just keep, yeah, before you can think, before you can react, we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah, because I think this is, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll, the listener, you'll have your next segment. I think this cuts right to, uh, to Dodd, no soul Simmons singing us out over the, over the credits. It is. <laughs> yeah, this is the last, like, real, I mean, it's the last official segment. And then there's stuff. Yeah, there's the some credit stuff. And there's like a credit, you know, again, I uh, kind of, this being uh, ahead of its time, way before uh, Marvel came along, there's uh, there's a credit yeah. sequence. But uh, yeah, I would say this: if you if you look at all the segments in this, I see why they put this one last. This is a quality ending segment. Like 
it's only four and a half minutes long, but it's got a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And it's like a little it's it's a true it's very hard to shoot like this is basically a short movie that he like you could enter this into like a five minute film festival yeah. or something. As like your thing. It's like as a goofy entry of like, wow, that's it's oh, it's almost harder to write for something that's that short and have to have it have any kind of narrative flow to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we can I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's like a real like an arc for the Ray character, but he certainly goes on a journey. Um, and, and we go along with him, yeah. And the ultimate thing you can say about something is when it ends, like if again, if you watch that segment by itself, at the end you're wondering like you have so many you have more questions than anything that got answered. You're like Wait a minute. So, how did the cops get out of there? How was he under arrest? What did he do? What's going on? <laughs> like, it's... what's the late fee? Because, like, I mean, does he, you know, does he make bail? How long is he in jail? Does he get a chance to return this tape? Like, <laughs> like I'm, mean, you could make like a whole backstory to this. You could make the guy at the video store is some sort of crazy yeah. Christopher Lee s character who's just like hands these tapes out to people to get them murdered. Yeah. Well, this, this could be because he has to murder like, like every like <laughs> this could be a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it's just like you know, he's he's. I don't know. It could be like, is he the devil? You know, does like, did you sign your soul over to the devil when you uh, got your rental card for this video store? And that's what's going on here. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of questions. Definitely, it's just all because he made some crack about Russ Meyer movies, and he's like, yeah, I got a tape for you, buddy. Here, take this one. Well, yeah, because as far as we know, like Ray's just looking for a film. Like, you know, usually in. in the movies like there's i don't know we don't have like the haze code anymore where like the bad guy always has to get punished the kind of thing um you know a crime can't pay like as far as we know ray's just a guy ray's just a single guy who was looking to rent a video on a saturday night and like he didn't really do anything to deserve any of this like what's he didn't even he wasn't even like shopping in like the poor that guy talked him into he was like looking at like (laughs) Yeah. yeah so like what's is there a backstory? Like, did Ray do something to kind of deserve this, or is he truly the victim here? No, we don't know. Uh, this, I mean, you could definitely file this under like a Twilight Zone Stephen King thing, where it's like, just because you're a good person doesn't mean it's not going to go badly yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, this could be like, yeah, segment of like of of Creep Show, you know, of that film um, yeah. or something. We can you go back to the old Stephen King thing. It's a when he's talking, God talking to Job, and Job's like, "Why did you do this to me?" And God's like, "There's just something about you that pisses me off." <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes bad things just bad happen. Things just happen. Sometimes Andrew Dice K Clay breaks into your house <laughs> with a gun, which right there, that'd be some real scary stuff then going shoots on. Oh himself yeah. and gets you arrested for it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? You get your one phone call. You call your friend. You're like, you will not believe what happened. <laughs> so, um, I'm I'm having sex with this amazingly beautiful girl. He's like, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> and then Andrew Dice Clay busts in. Okay, that's a little more believable. <laughs> and then he shoots himself, and I get arrested. Right. He shoots her, shoots himself, <laughs> and then the cops show up. I don't know what's yeah. going on here. Alright. <laughs> See, the cop was in my TV, and then he was in my room. Yeah, okay then. Um... <laughs> Alright. You've been smoking that wacky tobacco again, haven't you? <laughs> Um, so that kind of runs through uh, through all my notes for this section and uh, pretty much for this film. You guys have uh, anything else you want to add? I'm glad uh, you got me to watch this film because now, now I had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to go watch CB4. And go watch CB4. And maybe you'll see a CB4 minute by minute. Actually. I... 
No, you'd have to do CB four minutes at a time. There you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. Get with the genius, program, Jeff. You're genius. <laughs> I tell you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't host, but I just because I'm not going to commit to that much work. But I would be down to guess. Like I would, yeah, talking about CB four four minutes at a time. That's a I, that film really has hold up has held up. I think uh, maybe I'm the only one, and uh, and this as well. Like I hadn't watched. I it probably been maybe five years, which is still pretty recent relative, you know, for a movie that came out in the '80s. Maybe five years yeah. since the last time I saw Amazon Women on the Moon. So. Uh, you know, always glad when there's a podcast, give me an excuse to uh, re- revisit an old favorite. And, uh, I think it, you know, holds up. Obviously, some of the, the technology has changed. But, uh, I, you know, for, for someone who remembers video stores and movies with commercials, interruptions and stuff, it's, uh, you know, walk down memory lane. It's a good film. I would say, overall, it's probably like a middle of the road type movie. But just because of the crazy premise is what makes it a little bit more memorable. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that's the movie where it's pretending there's a movie going on and it keeps cutting in and out to do other stuff, <laughs> which is a blessing and a curse because when you have a segment like this, that's really good, it really holds your attention. Then if you have segments that aren't as good, eh, it's like two minutes and then you're out. Yeah. You're gone before <laughs> it really starts to annoy you. It's gone. So, right. Segments yeah. that are three minutes of nudity that eh, really could have been a minute and a half. Maybe. Yeah. But even that, it's it that while I take complain if that one's a little too long, it's a little too long. But by the time I'm starting to think ah, it's a little too long, boom, it's it's yeah. gone. It's and they're on to the next thing. And the thing you had you spoke about uh, previously in our other segment, I believe, about Kentucky Fried Movie, where that runs into the problem is when that thirty minute chunk yeah. hits. If you like that thirty minute chunk, yeah, it's great for you. But if you don't, well, that's what. Yeah. And, and what if you're watching all three four minute clips and you get to the thirty minute clip and you're waiting for it to end and it doesn't. Like, what is taking this so, you know, because it would seem much longer in comparison to the other clips. Um, and and I, but yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that fistful of yen section really is a half hour, but it goes on. It's a really long section really? of that film. It just goes on way too long. Let me look it up. Let me see. It's probably on YouTube. Um, Yeah, no, there's yeah, there's a, a, a 31 minute video on YouTube. That I'm sure is just is yeah is just that fistful of yen yeah so yeah so if you got a film like yeah it, so it you know maybe it's an even maybe you've got some sections that aren't as good as the others but if they're all three four minutes at length yeah. it's you know it it, it goes by so quick. yeah it's thirty one minutes yeah. I'm looking at all the other yeah. segments the other segments are a minute That's six the, minutes that was two the point minutes, I was trying to minutes. make like if I'm watching I'm gonna go two minutes four minutes three minutes four minutes and then this one comes on and I'm like okay. It's been five minutes. What's taking us so long? It's not even bad. You know what the worst part is? It's not even bad. The segment's really? not bad. It's just so weird that you're watching all these quick segments and then it goes to that one. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the middle ground where it's like it's like I think the point is it's supposed to be bad. Like some of you know there's there's and that's not the only joke that goes on with either Kentucky Fried Movie or Amazon Women, but that's part of it is. The, certainly the Amazon, you know, the, the the sci-fi movie segments of this film, the joke is that it's so bad, it's so dated, and the, you know, the special effects and everything, you know, could see the strings on the, the spaceship and everything, like, it's supposed to be so bad, it's funny. Like, that Fistful of Yen, it's, it's got some jokes, like, some straight-up jokes, and there are parts of it that are so bad it's funny kind of thing where like you know purposely they make it bad to make to make it a you know parody to make it a joke but then the other parts were like 
like this is it's just not good. Like it's not bad enough to be funny, but it's not good enough to be good. It's just kind of there in the middle, which you can do for three, four minutes, but to do it for a half hour, it gets it gets to be a bit much for me. That's all I'm trying to say. Whereas this is Amazon Women on the Moon, it's always it, you know, it's always one way or the other. It's either too good being very funny or it's too bad also being funny. And if it's not, it's over quick. <laughs> That's the best I could say. Um, so yeah, so to, to wrap it up once again, uh, so Chris and Jeff, why don't you let our listeners know where they can uh, hear more from you? I take this one, Jeff. I guess. <laughs> uh, you come listen to us over the, the Jane Silent Bob Minute. Uh, we've been known to do such movies as Clerk, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, and in the upcoming decade or so, we're going to do Dogma. Maybe. You can also talk with us over at the Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop. That's where everybody stops in and tells us how stupid we are, <laughs> not knowing <laughs> what we're supposed to be talking about in the movie. Yeah, that's all great stuff, so I'd recommend people check that out. You can find me. Um, I previously did, uh, I did uh, This is Spinal Tap, one minute at a time. And that's over at Spinal Tap Minute, uh, at SpinalTapMinute.com. I did Groundhog Day with our friend Dave Palace, one minute at a time. That's at GroundhogMinute.com. My current podcast is Next Scene Pod, or Next Scene Podcast at NextScenePod.com. And we are on Facebook. Our listener group is the Jelly of the Month Club. Um, we do a holiday special. It's a little bit past the holidays as you're listening to this or as it's coming out. I don't know when you're listening, listener, but, uh, we do some holiday specials. We've done home alone for uh, 2021. We did home alone too. Um, you can check that out if you're into holiday films, uh, that's at next And once again, all my podcast stuff, including my guest appearances, including my appearance on this very program, the Amazon women on the moon segment by segment, you can find that at cat and Sean. Org. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Ain't no fucking Thelma here, man!